love and mercy and grace. And we thank you for being in your house today and your your presence, your favor, your love and mercy has been on us. Thank you for your people this morning. And God, I pray that, uh, Lord, the, the, the hearers will hear, the hearts will be open and receptive. Father God, that you speak through our vocal cords, think through our mind. It's all of you and none of us this morning that lives will be touched and ministered and blessed this morning. And Father, we're just going to give you the praise and give you the glory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You got your word or your phone or whatever you got the word on. You like to hold it. And let's confess this word this morning. Let's confess this. Father God, I hold your word. Read your word. Walk by it. Act by it. Talk by it. The world around me sees the word in me. Because of the word in me, the world around me will become changed. The Word tells me how to be saved, healed, filled, and blessed. I am what it says I am. I'm highly favored. And this is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, you you got Jesus today? Do you know Jesus? (laughs) You got to know him, amen? Know him that you know, that you know, that you know, amen? Hallelujah. Let me tell you one story and we got to get into this, amen? You know, we, we, we was, and we'll talk more about it, but we was blessed. Folks wanted to bless us to be able to go on this trip and, and we'll share more about how God lined all that up, just how God can do things for you. And, uh. But uh, uh, and part of it was was a cruise, and, and we was we was it was the first day, I, you know, and and uh, we was we was um, I'll be honest, it took me a few days to, to get situated because I I was homesick, I really was, you know. But anyhow, uh, it you know it has elevators and has stairs, and and I was going down, I was at these stairs, and this early lady, she was coming around, and she almost fell at the stairs, and she said, "Oh Jesus." I just didn't catch myself. I said, praise the Lord, yes. I said, just call on him. He'll help you. She's looking around. She said, sir. I said, he'll help you. She said, who? I said, Jesus. You just asked for Jesus to help you. I said, he's not going to let you fall. Five seconds. She just looked at me like. Deer in the headlight just. I said, you called, you said, you said, oh, Jesus. I said, you was finna fall, and you said, oh, Jesus. I said, so just receive that and go on, you're going to be okay. She never said another word. She just walked off. (laughs) But, you know, the thing that I took with me, sometimes we say things and we're really not even thinking. That was probably a habit that she just, oh, Jesus. You know, she's about to function. She says, oh, Jesus. But church, when we talk about Jesus, when we speak his name, let's mean what we say. Let's believe in that. Amen. And man, I just, I just wanted to go, wanted to start taking a message down right then. But, but she, she just walked off. I, I, I never seen her. I don't reckon no more the rest of the trip, you know, on that boat, you know. But if she, probably, she probably scared me. She said, that comes that guy ain't got no hair. And he, he, he's somebody, Jesus, I'm, I'm going the other way. You know, I don't know. But I thought, you know, no, when we, you know, we make, we make things, we say things and we don't really mean it. But hopefully, hopefully she left that boat with an impression that she, when she says about Jesus, we need to know who Jesus is. Amen. 
And we know that Jesus will help us. When you call on him, believe he will help you. Believe he will help you. Amen. Well, let's go to Samuel this morning. Amen. Let's go. Go with me to 2 Samuel right quick. 2 Samuel chapter 11. And look at two verses here, and we got to get we got to get going here because some of you is going to want to go in a, in a minute. So we got to get going. Second Samuel two, Second Samuel chapter eleven, and let's let's read two verses, just two and four, uh, and try to just throw this story out of here right quick. And it came to pass in evening tide that David arose. David was the king here. We know from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And a woman was very beautiful to look upon. Verse 4, And David sent messengers and took her. Look at somebody and say, Tuck her. And she came into him and he lay with her for she was purified from uncleanness and she returned unto her house. Now, I know some of you just thought, what in the world hunting deer has got to do with a naked woman? <laughs> well, it does. Amen. <laughs> it's in verse 4. That's where it's at. Amen. But the thing I want you to look there and say it with me one more time, took her. Some hunters, some hunters go hunting. They have no concern for the wildlife. They don't, they, don't, they don't try to study out how they grow, how they mature. They don't see their lifestyle. They don't study the habits, the lifestyle of the animal. They don't see what they eat. They don't try to figure out what they eat. Uh, you know, they don't try to figure out what's good to feed them, what's good to help them, what I can do to produce that animal to be much bigger, to be much better. They, they don't... They don't have none of that on. Some hunters are just takers. Some hunters are just takers. They just see the first thing that, that they, they see where it's, a, where it's a three point or whatever it is or a spike and they just shoot it and they, they take it out. They just takers. They have no, uh, they have no, no, no care for the animals or the wildlife or anything. They just, they just take. See something they want, and they just take it. And it may not even be theirs. Amen. And verse 4, it says that David took her. Like David did, the desire of the passion that burned inside of him, his ego. And sometimes we even see hunters like that, their ego just to kill something, their, their passion and the desire to go and, and just hunt and because and, and they, they just want to kill something because they, they don't take pride in animals or, or the wildlife. And we see that in parallel with, with David that he, he took her. And if you're taking a note this morning, take this, take this down this morning here. Takers, takers take without thinking. Takers take without thinking. Now, I'll tell you where I got that. I got that one morning. I was working on this message one morning at 2 o'clock on the boat. The air conditioner in our room went out. And I was at the foot of the bed. And uh, I said, well, can't sleep. And uh, all the ones that's on the boat trying to fix everything, they ain't nowhere else. We can't call another one to come from nowhere else. So, you know. But anyhow, that's where I got this. 
and was thinking about this and praying over these, these messages. So I, want you to, I hope you wrote that down. I want, you to, I want you to get this this morning. Takers. Takers take without thinking. Look at that verse 2 in the NLT. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was, and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Now, the first thing the problem was with David is this. He is the king, and he should have been out going and checking on the battles instead of just sitting at the house. He should have been out going and seeing how the battles are going as a king. And if you've seen any of the old movies of the kings and the Roman Empire and all that, that they would ride out, they would ride out. Their daily things was, was to be in the, in the, in the court, in the court heirs of, of doing, doing what they're supposed to do as a king, or either they was riding out on the chariots with many servants around them, checking on, checking on the different of the wars or the fightings and the battles and all that's going on. But instead, David is laying up at the house. And he's laying up at the house and he's not thinking. And he's just settling for what he sees at the moment. And that's sometimes like we are as a Christian, and that's sometimes like a hunter. He settles for what he is just seeing at the moment, and he becomes a taker because he's not a thinker. I want to ask you this morning, are you a taker today? See, many people are in great, great big trouble today because they saw, they didn't think, and they took. People today are in trouble today because they saw, they didn't think, and they took today. In debt, health problems, family situations, bad job choices, and all of these things have led because they simply took and they didn't, just didn't, they just didn't think. But I want to report to you today, my friend, you that's watching, listen, you that's here that, that is awake. Everybody awake, say amen. amen. Punch that one. Yeah, there you go. Everybody awake? No matter what the choices that you made, God still loves you today. And is here today in this day to help you. Today can be your come out day. Look at somebody and say, today's your come out day. Come out of the problems and the situations that you're in. Come out of it. Amen. Come out. Quit being a taker and taking the wrong things. Be a thinker. But today, through the grace of God, is your come out day. Say this with me. God loves me. And this is my come out day. Allow God to help you. Allow God to allow... Allow God to help you, allow God to help you with the mess you created. You know, if we get in any situation, it's the mess we created. But no, we always want to point fingers that it's somebody else. But it's the mess we created. Amen? Now, I'm not, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to put you down. I don't mean to put you down. 
But if, you, if your body's wore out, it's because you overworked it. I mean, you should have you should have you should have rested, but but we we thought we had to have the dollar. I'm just saying. Or if you got health problems, or or it's or your body is too big. <laughs> Let me say now you know there's some people I gotta come back. You know there's some people they just big bone people. They are some big people, but I'm talking about they got access stuff on. It's because we didn't control ice cream or whatever else. I mean, you know. But what I'm saying is we've created these things. And we've got to quit pointing the fingers. And what I'm saying is God is here today as you'll come out day. He's here that you've been taking and taking and taking and not thinking today is the day is you'll come out day that God wants to take. And, and, and if you'll renew your mind, better days are here for you. Now, it may not be just a flip like that because you didn't just get a flip overnight. Amen. But you got to work on it. And, and you got to learn to start thinking and stop being just a taker at everything. Amen. We had to work on this. We got to quit just being takers. I asked you this morning, are you a taker? Again, see that deer hunt? He, he, he's just a taker. And you know what? He end, uh, a deer hunter is just a taker. He ends up hurting himself and others because he, think about it. He goes after, he's a taker. He sees that, he sees that three point, that four point that walks out. And, and without it, man, he, the, 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 you know, the, and I've been there. Hey, man, you know, your blood pressure gets up, the excitement, and there's a deer, there's a deer, you know, and man, you just, you, you know, and you, you don't think, and you just take that deer. But he ends up hurting himself because his really goal is to get a what? Eight or ten point. He wants to get that eight point. He wants to get that. That's his really goal. But he ends up hurting himself down the road because that deer that he just took out could have been that eight point or that ten point. So not only does he hurt himself, he hurt others by not thinking and just being a what? Just being a taker. Just being a taker. So be a thinker. Be a thinker this morning before you become a taker. In everything you do in life, be a thinker before you become a taker. Because see, if you begin to think on it and you got Jesus in here, you know what's going to happen? Sister Pat, that Holy Spirit's going to begin to rise up. That Holy Spirit's going to begin to lead you and guide you. And, direct. and after all, the Scripture says, if we will just only think on Him and look to Him, our steps are ordered by the Lord. He will lead us. He'll lead us and guide us and direct us. And our steps will be leaded and guided and directed by the Lord. And, 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 our, and our mistakes will be a whole lot less. We'll have a whole lot less mistakes if we'll just open up and be led by the Lord and, and, and obey Him. So taking before thinking can cause you a lot of problems. And we'll go back to the story now of David. We see that he, he, was, he was king. He should have been out. He should have been out doing what he should have been doing, seeing what the battle was going on, or being in the, in the courts and being the king part, ruling and reigning, instead of just sitting at home. And but because of that, anybody on that, what, what his problem was, starts with a B, he was bored. 
And see, when you, when, when, you don't, when you don't have goals and when you don't have visions and when you don't have plans, <clears throat> let me say this, even when you don't have everyday plans, how many know that the enemy will come in and he'll begin to create all kinds of thoughts in your mind? And that's why I'm David. He was bored. He should have been doing what he should have been doing, but he wasn't doing it. And so he was home. He was bored. And he walks out. There she is. And then he became a taker without, being, without thinking of all of that. And then, and then he, he took her. She comes over. Her, husband, her husband's out there at, at war trying to, trying to do what he's been commissioned to do. And then, and then the story goes on. If you don't know the story, just right quick, the story goes on. Then he goes and put, he just, you know, he's madly in love with her. And, and he puts her husband in charge to be out on the very front line so it can take him out. And then they have a baby and, and all of that's not in God's blessings. And so then the baby don't make it. And why? Because just because he was a taker. He became a taker of something he shouldn't have been taken, and, 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 it, and it almost cost him his, his life, well, the kingdom, and, and her husband, and all, and, and all of that, and then a baby, and all that. Why? Because he just wanted to do his thing by just being a taker of what he saw. And church, we cannot do that with our lives. We cannot just be a taker. We got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and direct us. And so when we start thinking on it and praying and seeking to God, uh, be, be a thinker before you become a taker will make a difference in your life. Because see, a taker just wants. A taker just wants. I was thinking about, uh, uh, Brother Johnny, we, we went to the, uh, a few weeks back, me and uh, Pastor Betty and, and uh uh, Sister Nice and Miss Johnny went to the Ministers and Leaders Conference. Uh, in that conference, at, at one of the one of the meetings that night, uh, after after the the, the the meeting or whatever that yeah after the, the we had the lunch go to eat, uh, we go in go into the fellowship hall and had I don't know four or five tables and just all of this. Uh, uh, manuals and CDs and DVD teachings and all of this. And they was going to bless the ministers. You know, us it went. Uh, it was just it was it was all it was all free. It was all free. You remember that lady? And this lady, she's. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm talking about. I mean, it was like it was like from here to there. When I mean, and it was stacked up, just all free. The lady said, "This is all. This is all free." And this lady is in there, and she gets at the end of the table. She's over at the end of the table, and you can't even see her face. She's trying. She's got it all. She, I mean, she, I, she literally tried to get one of everything. She's trying to get literally one of And I thought, you know, and, 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 and she was just smiling like this. But you know why she was taking I don't want to judge the lady, but I've seen the evidence of it. And I heard some comments from her. But you know why she was taking that? Anybody? Free. She didn't say, now, will that help me? Will I listen to this? Am I going to listen to all this? I mean, she probably had, she probably had a, on eight hours a day, she probably had a year of stuff. If you, she took eight hours a day watching all them DVDs, listening to all them CDs, and going through all them books, I don't know if she would have been able to complete all that in a year, eight hours a day. But she was a taker. She was a taker because it, it, was, it was free, and, and, and she would, I, I'm serious. I just stood there and looked at it. She wasn't even looking at what it was. She was just grabbing. She was just grabbing. 
And I mean, she had it stacked up. She was just trying to, she couldn't even see. But she was a taker. Now, there was, there's nothing wrong with getting the free stuff. In fact, I got some of the free stuff, too. And, and I, don't, I say this in humility, not boasting, but, but I begin to look at the stuff because I come back and bless some brothers here with some of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with getting the stuff, but don't just become a taker of something. What, you know, see, takers just want to keep for themselves. But see, when, we, when we're taking something that's free and we want to, we want to bless somebody else with it, that's a, a whole different, different, different thing. Nothing wrong with getting the free stuff off the table. We got some of the animals, and we blessed them on with somebody else and to help somebody. But see, most takers don't do that. They want to what? They want to hoard it up for themselves. They want to hoard it up for themselves. They want to just, they want to hoard it up. Don't, don't be that. They want to keep it for themselves. Don't be a taker. Don't be a taker this morning. Don't be a taker. Don't be a taker. Let's look at another story right quick in the New Testament. And, you know, and thank God, you know, uh, you know, that, that David, David, you know, David, 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 you know, David re- re- repented of his heart. Let me just finish. David repented, you know, and then they had another, they had another baby, which was Solomon, right, which became the king, the king and, and uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and built. Uh, Solomon's uh, temple and all of that was very expensive and, and everything. So, you know, when, when we become a taker, thank God we can pray through and it can get better. Can you say amen? Yeah. Now, I want us to read this story of quite long scriptures. And I don't want you to get the point across. Go with me there to Acts chapter 5. And let's look at these scriptures right quick here. A very familiar story as well. But a certain man named Ananias was fire his wife, sold a possession. Verse 2, and kept back part of the price. His wife was being private to it. She was going to keep it. They, they come together with it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3, but Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was not thine, was it, when it remained with you, was it not thine own? And was it and after it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but this is the key, but unto God. Remember that, verse 5. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost in great fear on all them that heard these things. He gave up the ghost, meaning what? He died. He didn't fall out in the spirit. He died. Amen. Verse 6. And the young man rose, rose, uh, arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. Verse 7. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she says, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have bared the husband are at the door, and they shall carry thee out. Then, then fell she down straightway at his feet, yielded up to ghosts, and a young man came in and found her dead, carrying her out and buried her with her husband also. And in verse 11, 
And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Now, Peter and them went on to preach after this, and there was great miracles and mighty power went on after this, but yet some people feared them because of all the power. Two people just fell dead. You know, I'd sort of be a little stand. You might want to be a little standby too, amen. You know, might want to back up away from them, amen. But it got so powerful, they got to preaching and teaching the word. So many was, uh, was, uh, was moved by that that we see that they was actually, there was another time there, they was actually thrown in jail after that, and then they got out. And nobody could explain how they got out. Thank God, Spirit of God will show up and help you out. Amen. But I want you to notice something here. Go back to that, to the, to the uh, uh, verse there that talks about, it says that the thing was, see, this, the thing about this story is not about money. Most people want to bring out this is about money. The story here is nothing about money. The story is that they committed to give a certain amount to God, and then they lied about that they had given all of it. So the part of the story here is that they lied, they lied to, they lied to God. So takers can not only be selfish, but they can be liars as well. Now just saying that, I want to ask you a question. Are you a taker today? Are you a taker? Oh no, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a taker, preach. I'm not a taker. But you know, I think sometimes let's just get down where we live. We got to be careful when we talk and make a commitment and say something to God, and then we forget or we don't fulfill it. We become a taker. Think about it. We become a taker. If we're not careful, we will become a taker sometimes. You know, we get up in front of the church or we go to the pastors. And, oh yeah, I commit. I do that, but then we forgot something. We need to know our commitments before we, we, we make those, those commitments. This is the definition of a taker. You might want to buckle up and put the feet under the pew at this time. We're finna take off right here. This, is, this, is, this defines a taker. The biggest sign of a taker is they are truly, deeply selfish. Now, now, Webster helps you define this. The biggest sign of a taker is they are truly, deeply selfish, and they often can't help themselves. I don't mean to judge the lady, but that lady in that line that day, she could not help herself. She could not control. She had to have one of everything. And it was out there for people. Don't, don't mislead me, but I'm saying, you know, when, we, when we're takers, it's all about us. If we're takers, it's all, it's all about us. As, as, a, as, a, as a person, as a person this morning, as a Christian this morning, even as a hunter today, don't just be a taker. Don't just be a taker. Even as a person, even as a Christian, even as a hunter, don't just be a taker. Give back. Pour back into those people's lives that bless you. Pour back into the land as a hunter. Pour back into it. Give back into it. Surrender back into it. Give. The Bible says give and it shall be what? Given to you. But that's not, takers don't have that, takers don't have that philosophy. Takers don't have that. And let me say this. You don't have to be a taker. Look at this in 1 Corinthians 2.12. You don't have to be a taker. 
Look at this. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world. Uh-oh. But the spirit of the world is to what? Huh? Come on. Take. That's the spirit of the world is to take. That's the spirit of the world is to take. But the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And look at this in the NLT. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. See, if you are saved this morning, if you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you have the spirit, you have the spirit of God in you. Amen? Now there's a little bit of residue there. There's a little bit of residue there that's, that's in your mind and in your body of the, of the world. But your, your, your spirit man is born again. The spirit of you is born again. But there may be a residue of the old way of thinking and living in your body or even in your mind. That's why the Bible says you've got to renew your mind. Now, what are you talking about residue? Well, you know, you know, sometimes, probably not now, but some kids early. You know, sometimes you send your kid in to get, a, get him a bath, tell him to take a bath, and they come back and they say they took a bath. And you look behind the ear and some residue or steal some dirt back there. You know, look behind the years now. Sit together. Got any? Amen. Residue. Well, see, when you receive God's Spirit, and I've talked about this many times, you're a three part being. You receive God's Spirit, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. But now, you don't look no different, do you? You know, so, so you know, nothing changes. Your body don't change. Your mind don't change, and that's why he said in Romans 12, too, you've got to renew your mind, because see, if you don't renew your mind, you know, your spirit, the spirit of God is in, in you, in your heart, but then, but then if you don't renew your mind, your mind's still wanting to go the way of the world. So that's why you've got to renew your mind, and remember, two's better than one. So if you get your mind renewed, and your mind connects up with the spirit of God now who lives in your heart, in your heart, in you, which is who you are, will live in you, then you can overcome what the body wants to do, and then you can go on. And so he says, now we receive God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has what? Freely given us. Now see, this, this is the little key sometimes we miss. And it's bad. God has given all of those things to everybody. But the world don't know that. The world don't know that. So the world's still struggling the world way to try to make it in life. But when we get the Spirit of God in us and we renew our mind and then we start walking by the way of the, wor the, the Word way instead of the world's way, then all these things have been freely given us. When we start walking the way of the Word and not the world's way. See, the world's way is to try to beat that one out of $20. The word way is to give them $20. I'm sorry, I should have started out a little lower. The world's way is to try to beat them out of a dollar. But the word way is to try to give them a dollar. And see, when we start going by the... And see, see the, the, the word way, the spirit way, makes no sense to the natural in the flesh and the natural thinking. Well, you know, how can I be more blessed financially when I'm giving it all away? It's, 
See, when you're giving it all away the word way, God's going to bless you. When you're trying to hoard it all up, that's you trying to do it. Don't be a taker. Be that giver. Be that giver. So he says, we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. How many of you know what God's freely given us? It's in the Word. He says you can have life and have it what? More abundantly. You can be blessed. You can be well. You can be prosperous. You can have friends. You can have family. You can have all of this stuff. But if you don't come to God and let His Spirit rise up in you, you're not going to be this. And you're going to spend your life just trying to take stuff everywhere. Because you think you've got to have it. Takers. Takers, takers really end up losing it in the end. You know that? They really do. You don't have to be a taker. You know why? God's already given to you. All you got to do is just receive it. All you got to do is receive it. You ain't got to take life. He's already given you life. You just, you just got to be open up and receive this life. You got to open up and, and receive the joy and the peace and all he's got for you. So how can we do that? You got to be different. You got to be different. You got to be unique. Say that with me. Unique. unique. Not unique. Unique. <laughs> unique. So my friend's trying to come out. Where's brother, where's brother Steve? So my friend, no, I'm just kidding. Somebody said, you learned some friends. I said, I didn't learn. I, I just said, they praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's just go on. No, you know. <laughs> but just don't go after the same old thing everybody else goes after. Be unique. And that's what we're going to talk about in this series. Be unique. Be unique. Be different. Don't settle by just being a taker for what everybody else is trying to take in life. God's got blessings that's unique for you. God's got blessings that's unique unique for you that, you know what? There's blessings that's got Patty Blankenship's name on it. They're unique for her. Sister Rose, there's blessings and healing for you that nobody else can't get. It's got your name on it. Unique. See, these animals up here, they're unique. You're a hunter. It ain't every day you see one like that right there. That's unique. That's unique. Black coyote, you don't see one of them every day. That's unique. Be unique. Be different in what God wants to do in your life. Well, I just go to church and sit on the pew every Sunday. Bless you, pew ministry, sister. God's got more for you than that. Amen? Be unique. You know, God created all of those talents. I don't care how, and this is, this is for more than one people, I feel this, it must be. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you've, where you've just started coming to this church or you've been coming to this church. God has placed talents inside of you that he needs you to open up and be used in this church. Amen. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Whatever it may be. Because see, you got talents that can be used here in this church in the ministries. Because see, God's creating even new ministries. And he says to Patty. Talked about that. He's even creating new ministries. And, and, and the ministry of the food bank 
uh, uh, Saturday. If you haven't signed up for Feed Bank, we need you to help volunteers. We need, we need that in the motorcycle ministry. You want to help these guys Saturday, they're going to go on a ride. You, now, they're not going to let you ride the motorcycle with them. I personally don't want to ride the motorcycle with them, amen? But, but you can meet down there. You can meet down there uh, where, where we're meeting at Saturday morning and bless those people. We're going to give out coffee and donuts and, and, and let those people know, hey, you know, it don't matter how, what they come, how they dress or what they look like. But, man, we're going to minister to those motorcycle people. Amen. We're going to give them coffee and donuts and say, man, we appreciate you riding with these guys today. I'm not going to ride with y'all, but I appreciate you riding with these guys. You go have a good time. Enjoy the ride. And, I mean, that's what it's all about is reaching those people out there that we ain't touched yet. Amen. Ministry. And so you here today. God has sent you here. You, you have a gift. And we want to help uncover that gift that God can use you because you are unique. Amen. Unique. Ain't every day you, 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 you see a, a black coward. Some of you ain't never seen a coward. But, you know, I mean, but they're unique. And for you that don't know, this is not a monkey. This is a bobcat. And they do get that big. And it's amazing to be in the woods and see, and, and, and I've seen some and I, I couldn't kill them. I just had to just to see how they move and they walk. Be unique. God's created you just like that bobcat unique. And just as quick as they can grab and, 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 and catch, that, catch that dove, that quail, before that quail even thinks about something. That quail, about the time the quail knows there's something around. Too late. Unique. Be unique in your life, what God has created you to do. Don't just be a taker. Don't just be a taker. Be a unique person. Because God has created you for that. The Bible says he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And at this time, I'll report to you at this time, you need to be reporting to Calvary Church because you're here today. So you need to be open what God's got for you. And we're all a family. Amen. We're all a family. Do you know that? I've said that to people that's been in our classes and all of this. I can't stand clicks. I ain't got no clicks. I know, I know a lot of church operates on clicks. I don't operate on clicks. The only thing we, close we have in the clicks around here is clicking the lights on and off. <laughs> I'm operating that. And that some people may let me get closer to them than others, but, but you know, that's up to them and I don't, I, that don't weigh anything and that we're here to serve people, no matter who you are, even if they don't come to this church, we're here to serve people. Because the thing about it is, church, we got to be like Jesus if we're going to reach that world. Amen. That's what it's all about. But I'm telling you, before you become a taker, be a thinker. And then you're going to quit being a taker. Then you're going to start living the life, the uniqueness of life that God has established and laid out for you to live. Father, we thank you for this morning's service. We thank you, God, for you moving into praise and worship. We thank you for moving and people come for prayer earlier. We thank you for the message. We thank you what you've done, you're doing, and going to do in our hearts and in our lives. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory for it, Father God. And, Lord, we never want to close out a service. God, to give people without giving people an invitation. And right quick, before we leave, before we do the announcements, if you're here this morning and you needed prayer or you're not 100% sure you're ready to go to heaven, we just want to quickly 
just let you come down, get up, walk down here, and we just want to pray with you, not to embarrass you, but just to pray with you that you know that you're ready to go to heaven before you leave this building this morning. If that's you, would you come and you're watching us, you like to, you like to uh, know that you're ready to go to heaven, we want to ask you to simply just uh, come down uh, and contact us, contact us that you're, you're there, but we're here, but you're, you can't do it physically, but in your spirit right there, you're walking down here and you're saying, Jesus, I want you to come in and to be the Lord of my life. If that's you, contact us. We want to pray with you and welcome you into the family of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these people that's come this morning. Those that's watched and listened, we ask you, God, to go with them. Keep us safe throughout this week, a good afternoon. Bring us back to your house Wednesday night to learn some more Wednesday night. Father God, of your word about humility, be open to you and God what you're doing and going to do in this church. Father, we give you the praise and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say it. Come on, give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs>